Hey, what's up, everybody? If you're listening to this podcast, you know how much time and effort it takes to be an educator. You also know that most teachers out there are criminally underpaid, criminally, for real. This combination often leads to teachers either not finding the time to plan for the future or not having the money to achieve their financial goals like home ownership and retirement. Retirement's going away so fast in this economy. That's where my good friend, my financial advisor, Alex Sierra, a certified financial planner with Cetera Investors, can step in to help. For over half a decade, Alex has been working with educators to help them plan for their most important financial goals. He and his team specialize in working with educators and have a great understanding of the school pension systems as well as their retirement programs. Alex and Cetera Investors focus on holistic financial planning and can help you lay out your goals and put together a specific and actionable plan to achieve them. He has helped me and my family immensely. Before I started working with him, I had no idea whether or not I was going to be able to retire. Honestly, all it's wild out here. Now, I feel financially confident. Visit his website at www.toryandalex.citerrainvestors.com slash 2dope. That's www.toryandalex.com Cetera, C-E-T-E-R-A, investors.com slash 2dope to schedule an initial virtual consultation with Alex. Mention the discount code 2dope during your first consultation to receive a 25% discount on their subscription-based financial planning packages. For more info, click their link in the description section of this podcast. I was the first Chicano identifying individual to win Colorado Teacher of the Year. It's a big honor. Uh, lots of cool stuff going on there. And I'm feeling especially insufferable today because my Denver Nuggets took care of business and they helped the sun set. They sunned the suns. I'm stealing that from my guy D-Line Co. Uh, so I'm feeling really good and really tired and really exhausted and really happy to be a Nuggets fan today. Um, if you are listening to the Chicano Logs for the first time, like, like say you know the person that is here and this individual has said, hey, I was on this podcast, you should check it out because he's a, a, a super cool guy and it's a good show and you should support it. Um, you can head over to Two Dope Teachers, that is our production umbrella, and uh, you can subscribe to this podcast, you can subscribe to the Chicano, to the Chicano Logs, if you want to know the name of my own podcast. Um, anywhere you get podcasts, especially Apple, Spotify, but we're on like all the platforms. Um, if you are super into uh, black and brown created digital media for the early 21st century, go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash teachers, where for as little as $5 a month, you can help us keep the lights on. If you, if you join it uh, $15 a month, you get a sticker. 
I'm playing against a sticker and it says to donation on it. It was designed by our guy Sham, a youth street artist whose name I will not share with you. Um, but he designed this thing and it is pretty wicked. So um, as you know, part of why I do the Chicano Logs is kind of the search for some of my own identities and understanding what it means for me is I'm just a Chicanito from the east side, like that's who I am. I work 10 minutes from where I grew up. I haven't really left, um, at least not, not physically. But a lot of what I am trying to accomplish is A, understand this world kind of around me, and B, just trying to get into comunidad and just see what kind of work people are doing to uplift our gente and to, um, and to rally folks and to just find a place for themselves. Um, on social media, follow all of this content um, at Two Dope Teachers on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Two Dope Teachers and a mic. You can also email us with any show ideas, feedback, gift cards. I'm just saying, it's hard out there economically. Uh, two Dope Teachers at gmail.com. So I'm, I'm going to introduce my guest. Um, my guest is Laura Cortez, uh, the co-organizer, co-leader of a really dope group. Can you say what the name of your group is? We are the Trail Tinos. Yeah, and so, so Trail uh, Tinos. And what is the purpose of the Trail Tinos? So for Trail Tinos, my friends Victor and I, we started this little running group in the Denver area just to gather more people from similar backgrounds. So anyone who identifies as like being Latina or Hispanic, and it's kind of one so like-minded group to be able to run with. Um, we noticed that we were kind of the only people of color in any running group we were in. Yeah. And both he and I are not from here. He's from Miami. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Okay. So it was just a very strange situation. I feel like to be in those communities where people do look like you and are like you, and yeah. then to come here and suddenly it's the exact opposite. Yeah. So where you came from, was the running community more... Uh, diverse and more kind of representative of the population? Well, I guess, so I don't think the running scene was very big in San Antonio when I was okay. there. Yeah. I grew up playing soccer mostly. And okay. then, so oh, this is something fun. I didn't know. This is cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really grew up playing soccer, right? <laughs> like, right. you well, know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, in high school, to be on like varsity soccer, but we had to do cross country and tracks. So all of us just kind of got oh, into running through that. Uh, okay. But there, I don't know. I guess I don't think I stuck around long enough for the mm -hmm. running scene because I think, as like a child or like a youth, yeah, what is it versus being an adult where you can actually right. go to things? But yeah. now going back, there's like so many running groups. There's this one like called. Uh, it's like the Bear Run Club, like B-E-X-A-R. Oh, okay. Because um, oh, San Antonio was like also very German. <laughs> 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 but they're like super cool. And there's so many other ones that have just popped up. So every mm. time I go back, it's nice to be able to get involved with those groups yeah. and see what, the, what it looks like now. That, that's cool. And so I, I'm going to expose myself real quickly. Um, I'm a member of this group that has never run with this group. It's because y'all run on Tuesdays and I have class. And yeah, I, we do Sundays too sometimes, and you still won't come. Yeah, so I, I do. Don't. Yeah, and I play old guys soccer on Sundays. But um, but honestly, like, it'd be nice to do something besides watch people older than me yell at referees. Like, <laughs> it might be kind of fun. Um, so uh, so you didn't you, like running wasn't your initial kind of foray into sports. Um, I guess one thing I'm curious about, you you commented that we all like kind of grew up playing soccer, right? It's kind of the base, especially for girls. I think like that's definitely the sport 
that so many uh, girls get funneled into. But in our culture, it's actually, it's changing, but historically women are not encouraged to participate in sports. Um, why were you different? What was it that got you into, you know, a place where athletics was something that was accessible and that felt right for you? I think part of it was I tried a lot of sports. So my older brother, I first of all had to do whatever he did. Yeah, okay. And if I couldn't do what he was doing, I would just cry. Wait, was this like your desire? You're like the, or did you just have to follow him? I just things? followed him everywhere. Got it. And it would upset him so much. Like I would make him little cards like during oh, school. That's incredible. And I, he was so embarrassed. Sorry, this is a tangent now, but no, I have to okay. follow you. The and... whole podcast is tangent. So. <laughs> Just so we know. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is fine. The lights just went off because I've been sitting here, but everything is yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'd always make him these little cards. And like at, at, at our school, I think it was like Kendra through third or something shared the same building. And so whenever we'd have a potty break or something, I'd always ask if I could go to his classroom. I'd like run in and give him the card and run back out. Oh. And he would always be so upset. That's so sweet. You love <laughs> your brother. I think it's funny. And, you know, I, I'm like getting defensive for you. I'm like, she was just showing you love, mm -hmm. but also I think my little sister was really similar. <laughs> and I think there was definitely a moment where she realized that I was like super embarrassed by things and it's, it's yeah. too bad. So, uh, so it was really just kind of like following your brother's footsteps and wanting to be a part of sports. And, th and this was something your family supported. Yeah, cause I mean, whatever your sports, he and I think it was also like, so my dad worked a lot, he was like, or a soccer coach, he worked in the HOA, he was a paramedic and did okay. all these things, you know? So yeah. he was always, like, really busy, and my mom was always there, like, the one, like, shuffling us from place to place, yeah. and, like, we're just, like, dogs, you know? If you have yeah. a dog, you know, they just, like, need to be tired. <laughs> so I think, ultimately, that's kind of why they're both, like, yeah, like, knock yourself out. You don't play yeah. volleyball, you suck, but yeah, we'll do like, it for a couple months. Yeah, that yeah, that's such the approach. I was a kid that... Um, you know, I couldn't sit still, and so I think some doctor said to my parents, like, put him in soccer, like, there's a lot of running, <laughs> and that'll kind of work. Um, so then, you know, so just quick question, so we're getting into a little bit of your own kind of personal history and that kind of thing. What's your background? Like, where are your folks from? Um, how do you identify? So that's actually something I'm working on right now, because... Mm. So I identify, well, I want to try to identify more as like being Tahana because I feel like that really just validates just, you know, the Texas culture mm -hmm. and just yeah. how nuanced and varied it I is. I mean, who wouldn't want to like be culturally proximate to Selena? I'm just saying like. You know, <laughs> I didn't name my dog after her because did I got it. really? I oh, did. Yeah, a dog named Selena. Because <laughs> I got, I adopted amazing. her around Selena's birthday. Oh. And I was like, this has to be. That's that's brilliant. We have you a know? cat named Frida, so it's kind Let's of because mm -hmm. she's got a little mustache. So, <laughs> so the identity is something you're working on, and your kind of thing is so Tejana is kind of where your heart really is. It is, yeah, like Tana, and then like, but like I think more naturally, I just like stay in like Latin mm -hmm. and go with that usually. Yeah, because I mean, I think that when people think of Texas. I mean, there's so many layers to it, and like yeah. obviously, any generalization <laughs> is frustrating if I think with Texas specifically because yeah, yeah. I'm from there I get really defensive yeah I can um imagine. but I just I think in that way I try to attach myself more to it so yeah. when people think of Texas then like maybe they'll associate with me like well you know she's <laughs> not anti all these things yeah, yeah so yeah. you know I just hope... well and when you hear people make comments I'm sure yeah uh, here in Colorado we're weirdly territorial for 
like a lot of settlers, right, about mm-hmm. who belongs in Colorado and who doesn't. And I, and I think I agree with you when it comes to Texas because I think on the one hand, like I don't think – I think it's difficult to hide from some of the really contentious history and some of the things that are happening currently there. On the other hand, like our people have been there for longer than it was part of either country, right? And yeah. I think – that I think a lot of the stereotypes of, and I think Florida falls into the same kind of category, I think a lot of the stereotypes really are viewing it through this one perspective and this one lens. Um, When I was uh, serving as Colorado Teacher of the Year the first time we all met, people were like, wait, you're from Colorado? You're Colorado? (laughs) And I remember my friend Eric, shout out Eric Hale, uh, Texas Teacher of the Year, 2014, Shout or 2021, out. my year. T1L. Yeah, what's that? T1L, Countdown right. City. <laughs> so, like, Eric is like, no offense, but when I think of Colorado, I'm thinking people like you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because when you think of Colorado, you think of skiing, you think of hiking, you think of these things. You don't think about the oldest black neighborhood in the country. You don't think about these other elements of it. Um so yeah, so no need to be defensive. Um, I get it. I get it. Um, so as you've kind of gone, what is it that sort of influenced this identity journey? So that you you said that historically it's like Tejana, like for who you are, and then more of kind of the Latin Latine kind of identity more generally. Is there something that has caused you to really think more deeply about that? Yeah. So. I think mostly because growing up, these weren't really conversations. Again, I think that's kind of like one of the things just when you do live around a community where like everyone's Mexican or Hispanic or Latin, even if you're not, you are, you know, so it's not something you ever think about. Yeah. And then once I moved here to Colorado, my first roommate, Tanya, um, she's also from San Antonio. Shout out, Tanya. We love her. (laughs) She's also a therapist in case anyone needs help. Oh, hey, yeah. Hit up Tanya. Therapist. Tanya, I need a therapist. Go ahead. Yeah. She rocks. Yeah. Um, But it's just. It's something I think if you never really think about your identity, just because you're not pressed, you're not in those environments to it. And then when you finally do, it's just a lot surfaces. So I've just, I've really appreciated, I think, that journey. Because then sometimes it becomes like invalidating, right? Because I don't speak Spanish fluently. And I've never been to Mexico. And all these things that do feel like they're core parts of this identity. Yeah. I feel like are implied things that I am and have done within like the Latin structure. Yeah. When I think more about like my like Tahana identity, I think like other people who I do know in Texas and how my situation is like fairly common. Yeah. So I think that way it's a bit more validating, but it's also being able to own up to these things that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Necessarily. No, that's interesting. So this is a kind of conscious like it, this is something that I've heard from other folks. I remember when I was teaching um, the first time I facilitated identity type conversations with my students. I remember uh, one, you know, one Mexicana like girl saying that, well, it wasn't until I went to middle school that I realized that not everybody's Mexican. She's like, I thought everybody was Mexican when I was little because I didn't see anybody else of any other sort of, you know, background. And uh, she was growing up in Southwest Denver. Mm -hmm. And so like there it's true. Every business owner is a Mexicano. Every like your teachers are mostly Mexicans, like all these different things. And then she kind of went outside of that. It sounds like your journey kind of mirrored that, where within the within the the, the culture of home, um, 
there are all these things you sit and ask questions about and then you come somewhere like here and <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, there's complexity here and there's a lot of things like that. I was kind of the opposite. Um, for me, I didn't actually like meet brown people who were not family until I was probably in ninth or 10th grade. Oh, wow. And so like I had cousins and those are the only Mexicans I knew were yeah. just cousins that I rarely saw. My dad came here from Mexico in 1974, so I didn't see them that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grew up um, raised by black history. Like, I, that's, like, all my friends, the culture, like, everything that I sort of knew. And then it was going to college, which is wild because CU Boulder is <laughs> not diverse. But there were, like, 500, like, Latinx people there yeah and I got I joined Mecha and did all that kind of stuff so it was kind of the reverse where I didn't have I was always kind of that fish out of water and then I kind of got overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the water um one of the things that I think is just so cool about the the trail Tinos having never run with you all um <laughs> is that yep. I'm trying to like encourage myself to do it like if yep. I name it enough I'm like all right I'm gonna do it but classes end in like three weeks and so those Tuesdays if they continue, will become more possible. Please. Um, yeah. We'll see. I also feel kind of insecure because I feel like I'm probably older than everybody in No, the you're not. Are you sure? I swear. It's such... I think that's, like, one of the beautiful things about the group is, like, people are, like, fresh out of college and people okay. are, like, grandparents. Okay. Oh, that that's you know? actually really helpful to know. Like... Because I'm in between those things. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wide range. It's, like, 25 years before that and 25 <laughs> years past it. Like, yeah. that's where I am. You know. uh, no, that's great because I think like, um, and now this this intergenerational piece sounds mm-hmm. kind of cool too because I think one of the things we struggle with as a community is how we honor our elders and how we keep connections between um, between young people and like veteranos. But also, and maybe this is just my perspective from where I grew up, it sometimes feels like that physical wellness is just not a part of our culture traditionally. Has that come up for anyone in the community? Has that been something you have noticed? Does that inform your stuff? Or is it that you have just kind of gone through your own path through life and so this is what you're doing? I think that I think the physical wellness from like the like Latino group standpoint or the Chaltino group standpoint mm-hmm. is like people will go there or will ask about it because they've never run, but they're very interested in trying it. Yeah, yeah. So I really appreciate that we That's can really be a cool. resource cool. for that, you know? Yeah. Especially growing up, I mean, I guess I don't know if this is how it was outside of San Antonio, but like, <laughs> you know, grinding is like a white person sport. So no, it's like, totally, you know, it's like, oh, totally. you're rich, you have money, you have time. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's a huge thing. Yeah. But now it's like, well, there is more time, I think, for like my generation of people because we are able to like focus on other things. Yeah. And I think like for me, I mean, I've, I mean, I think it's maybe part of like the female journey as well, especially like from like a Latina fam- like a pink family of like, yeah, yeah they're like a little flaquita or guarita and yeah, stuff, yeah, and so kind of navigating things. that as well. So for better or worse, I think that's also been like a huge part of my personal like wellness journey of yeah. trying to find the balance of like not thinking about those specifically yeah. well it's because because i mean uh, there's definitely that tradition within culture where your physical appearance is is over emphasized like oh, no yeah. matter what like you're either like you're either a gordita which is insulting or a flaquita which is always kind of condescending and that's yeah. and that's kind of difficult it, it's interesting because um there's a lot of the mexicana women that i know who 
who I've kind of been, you know, in family and community with, mm-hmm. will talk about how it's like your body is implicitly shamed, no matter where you are <laughs> and no matter what you do. Um, and, and that's a tough thing to kind of navigate. Um, running is interesting, too, because... Um, because in, in Denver, it, it's still overwhelmingly white, although now yeah. you see some more folks, but but still it really is. You run races, and that's just kind of who participates in races and that kind of thing. Um, you didn't start out as a runner, though. You you were running as a part of your conditioning for soccer, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it that made you become, like, a runner? Because like I know you in limited ways, and so it, it's wild for me to think of you as anything other than a runner. <laughs> Um, not like not like yeah. as a person, but but like that there was another sport that was actually kind of more of a focus for you. What was it that kind of put you over the top into running? So one of the th- things I think it's funny about us talking and you being so involved in education uh-huh. is me personally. I <laughs> had like no interests in education growing <laughs> up. Like I wasn't like. I mean, I wasn't, like, disrupting class yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah, but I just yeah. don't think I had any interest in it. I mean, I was, it. but yeah. <laughs> Some do. It's fine. Right. But I was, like, supporting the kids who would interrupt the class and be like, yeah. Got yeah. it. See what you're trying to say. <laughs> you're like, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, ultimately, like, sport, and which eventually turned into running, just kind of gave me, like, this purpose and, I think, motivation to be uh, try in school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, like, once, like, you know, school was over, university was over. Then I realized, well, shit, I don't know how to actually make friends outside of sport. <laughs> like, what do you mean not everybody does the same sport as adults? Right. It's like, I don't have just 18 people who are, yeah. like, just in the same space as me enough that we have to talk to each other. Like, what? <laughs> I have to approach people? Like, hard, hard pass. <laughs> That's so funny. And so ultimately, like, I mean, I grew to love running because I enjoy how much, like, you can push yourself and, like, see new things and just be involved in, like, community and environment. Yeah. But then ultimately, it's kind of like, that's the only one of like the few paths I think I have in life that I feel comfortable in. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's fine. I'm laughing because, um, because my daughter played soccer Mm -hmm. her whole life. She's graduating high school this year and uh, I know it's what don't, don't go, let's not go there. Um, (laughs) It's a, we only have one too. So it's like, Oh, that's emptiness. Like, Immediately. Just like that. Just like that. We still have a cat. Maybe we'll get another cat. I think that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, but my daughter um, really resisted a lot of the social aspect of being a soccer player because she was playing out in the suburbs on predominantly white teams mm-hmm. who didn't really have a way of understanding her. Like the first time um, she and I were bickering back and forth in Spanish, like after practice, people were like, you speak Spanish? How do you do that? <laughs> And it's kind of like, well, and I'm like you, like Spanish is my second language. And so it's not one that I speak particularly well, but her mom does. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's interesting to hear that kind of flip side. Um, so a couple more questions and then um, and then I, then I have a request of you and, okay. and take it or leave it because I don't think I don't think I gave you any kind of headway on this, but you know, we'll, we'll see about, yeah, I'm no, ready. I didn't. I'm um, ready. Yeah, we'll see if we'll see uh, uh, your, your improvisational skills. Um, so as like, as an effort like Trail Dinos grows, what are you and Victor hoping to see as, as it kind of grows and as it attracts people? I think 
I mean, one thing for us is that we just really want to keep this group fun and low maintenance mm. because so Victor, I mean, he has his life of being full time. I'm sorry, Victor. Uh, he's like <laughs> an engineer. Oh, wow. But he's also I'm like, he's like smart. He's, he's really smart. And we're like exact opposite. Well, I'm, I'm not an idiot. But he's like, he, he did really well in school. It's a different kind of intel. You didn't do well in school. Like, I mean, I was fine. But I mean, you I kept your grades up. You kept your grades yeah, up. Yeah, I, sports. like, passed, yeah. and I'm here. <laughs> I was that kid that was kind of like, they'd be like, so at a minimum, you have to do this. I'm like, say more about the minimum? Like, <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that if I, mm-hmm. if, if I if you put the bar here and I get here, yes. that I'm okay and I don't have to do any more work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. well, no, no, you should strive. I'm like, why? <laughs> but you said I don't have to do this. But you said, why did you say? Right? That if that's before? like, then say the bar is higher. Yeah, like if these were bad, why did God make them? I don't know. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you're talking about yeah, yes. how Victor's smart and Victor is really you're smart. not an idiot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> these, these two things seem true, so. <laughs> Victor's really smart and he's like an engineer and he has he's, his life is like filled. He has so much going on. He yeah. has a really great balance that I strive for yeah. with everything. Um, but for me, so I, I'm actually quitting my full-time job right now, which I'm really excited about. Because again, yes. the bar is low and I've exceeded the bar and I'm ready to go back down to the bar. <laughs> You're like, that's uh, that's enough. I was like, hey, no, I tried it. I've been there. Mm, I'm going to go. So that's what we're doing. Yes. Good for you. Thank Good you. Good for you. Um, that's one thing I appreciate about your generation is um, sort of a, a resistance to be defined by your work. And yeah. I think that, like, I th- like, I think that it's meaningful to find something that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a date, like, as somebody who stayed in teaching way too long, because I didn't think I could do anything else. And somebody mm-hmm. told me, you need a career that you can retire from. Um, I think for me, a lot of my own sort of personal journey has been like, how do I stop over-identifying with my job? Yeah. And I think that's important. That's so hard. good for you. Quitting that Thank job. You. Yeah. yeah they're really going to miss excited. you. So keeping it low maintenance, keeping it fun. Yes. But I say that, and I mean... I'm saying WhatsApp is always blowing up with like, hey, we could do this like ultra down in, you know, Yes, <laughs> okay. So yeah, so we're keeping it light, keeping it fun, keeping all these things. Yep. But then in my brain, because I also am just constantly thinking, mm-hmm. I just have all of these like low maintenance, but ideas yeah. of like more things to do. Like we're also making shirts right now. I so, know. Because we're so asking one, about that. I'm so yes. Yes. We'll be sending out the size form soon. So Sweet. Stay tuned. All right. <laughs> um, but just like so many more things to do because like when you really listen, there's so many asks like from the community of just, because so on the 13th of mm-hmm. June when we have our next meetup, it's actually going to be an intro to trail running thing with um, Latino oh, nice. Outdoors Colorado. Latino Outdoors Colorado. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So it'll be super fun. Yeah, really so cool. you have to come out and ditch school. I mean, no cl- no classes are over by then. So oh, that's, yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful thing. And there's going to be a raffle and stuff, too, okay. and, and uh, trail shoe demos. So, nice. Yeah. That's really cool. So, like, growing it a little bit and engaging in other places, like, mm-hmm. and who knows where it goes. I mean, I know, like, so... My first marathon was New York, which is oh, wow. wild. It was That's huge. wild. Um, I, I was, uh, com- you know, competitiveness with siblings, right? So mm-hmm. my sister, who's not an athlete, uh, her husband ran New York. And my sister's like, I bet you would never run a marathon. I'm like, <laughs> I could run a marathon. She's like, oh, yeah, we'll enter the, enter like just the, the drawing. Like, you know, yeah. you can be pulled at random. And I got pulled. 
Um, and so I was like, oh, God, I have to do this. But, Let's run a marathon. <laughs> yeah. So, But I learned some of the history of New York Roadrunners. It is a group just a little bit like Trailtinos with just a bunch of people in New York City who just got together and enjoyed running. And things grew and grew. And now 51,000 people run that thing every single year. And it's it's kind of cool. So I, so I like that idea of, like, keep the fun, but how do we just continue to grow and, mm-hmm. and promote this for other people? Um so trail running tell me about how you like why is it trail running like I know that there's there's definitely like there's there's road runs that that you all do that we do I'm trying to manifest yeah this, yeah that, include that, yourself yes with us. That, that we do I do them in spirit let's yeah say that we feel it um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but but why trail running I think so Maybe it's just because that's how Victor and I started okay. and became friends. Really, yeah. I don't think it's too much deeper than that. But whenever we had talked about it and how other people would view it, because mm-hmm. trail running isn't just like 14ers every weekend, go, go, go. Like, I honestly <laughs> think, I mean, yeah, like head up the fort 14er occasionally, yeah. but I think yeah. it is a little overrated. Yeah. And I would love, yeah. well, I think one thing to talk about is like kind of like letting people like define like the trail for themselves right. and how that looks for them and their activity level and their looks for them. Yeah. And I hope that like being part of like Jotinos when they say it and they identify with it and they know these things that like for people who are new or don't feel comfortable on the trail, I hope it feels like it gives them like this yeah. mental space on the trail at yeah. least. Definitely. Yeah. I thought like the idea of trail running is just beautiful to me because I grew up um, you know, you talk about what what's the Latino organization, the Latino Latinos Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think about how few of the kids I grew up with ever got out of the neighborhood, and yeah. one privilege that I had, we weren't we weren't wealthy people by any stretch of the imagination. But my grandmother, my grandparents owned a cabin up in the mountains, and we were there like every Sunday, and so people went to church and. I've sort of reflected back and I think that that was my mom's version of church was growing up there and she's super outdoorsy and and the times that I've run out like in those areas it's like my gosh this is like if if heaven exists this is it like it's beautiful um well cool so um in a second I'll have you share a little bit of how people can get connected to Trailtinos um if they're interested um, I there's so many people you probably run into this that when they find out that I've run races and I've run this the, these things I didn't start running until I was like in my 30s either mm-hmm. and so and I didn't do my first marathon until I was 41 and so it was like one of those things where yeah this is super fun um, but they'll always say oh I've always wanted to try running yeah I kind of yeah I mean you know I should run I should run um, <laughs> so we're gonna give them a way to connect um, in a second but um, I I feel like music gives us a real way of expressing the complexities of our identities. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I throw to all of my guests is give me a top five that I can turn into a playlist of any kind that explains who you are. So we historically have done top five rappers, um, but there's, you know, we know that our raza is complex. So it doesn't have to be a hierarchy. It doesn't have to be a ranking. I'm sweating. Yeah, are you? You can even just grab your phone and look at what the last five songs or your most played songs are. Do you want? Do you want me to pause this, or do you feel like you can riff on this? I I, I right now have like three. You got three. Okay. Well, I have three artists, but various songs. Oh no, that's great. That's is that great. great. Let's okay. let's do tracks. So what I'm going to do here, folks? I know this is really exciting for podcasting. I'm opening <laughs> up Spotify right now. 
and I'm gonna create a playlist. So this playlist will come out with this episode, and then you can kind of like look at it and add things to it and whatever. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So uh, let's see. What should we call this? We we could call this. Well, actually, let's do the tracks first. Okay. I'm just gonna call this Lauda for now, and then. Okay. So um, we're looking top five. We're thinking mm-hmm. about these tracks that really speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they? Okay, so I've been very into the Maria's radio lately, and, right. and so I've been listening to Jupiter and Super Clean, like, on repeat, back-to-back for hours. Okay, so it's Jupiter, hold on. Mm-hmm. Jupiter. By the Maria's. By the Maria's. Oh, the Maria's. Okay, there it is. I'm going to add that to the list. So what is it that speaks to you about this track? I don't know if it's summable. I think for these, it's most just kind of like, I just like love the vibe and tune yeah. of everything. Yeah. And that I just, because I'm not a very, um, my, my brain is very hyperactive. I don't think I'm very hyperactive. <laughs> and funny. then every people have, like, oh, what's like upbeat songs to rent to you? And I'm like, well, if I listen to my favorite music to rent to you, I'm just going to walk. That's a really important like question. Do you listen to music when you run? I don't. See, I'm, that's some people, like, yes. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I do. Um, anyway, but this isn't about me. It's about your music. <laughs> All right, uh, what's another track? And Super Clean. Super Clean? Mm-hmm. All right. This is the other thing that I think is really cool, is that this is also the Maria's, yep. Yeah. Uh, because then I get to learn about music, too, and what else is on there. All right, so Super Clean. And then... I would play excerpts, but I feel like that would be copyright infringement, and so I need to learn more about that before I do that, so I'm just going to... You know, probably that. I took, like, one semester of journalism law and ethics. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I only passed because we all got extreme curves. <laughs> it wasn't just me, it's everyone, and only Christian Bosch that. ever passed any... Actually, I think my friend Julian passed something without a curve, but the rest <laughs> of us didn't. Oh, man. So where'd you go to college? University of North Texas. North Texas, okay. Right. Yeah. That's funny <laughs> uh dude it was it, yeah okay hold on now i have to pull up my library yeah, yeah I'm no, getting... she's pulling up her library um <sighs> this will be this dramatic pause right here yeah uh see Mavoy by kuko and the marias yeah all right with the marias this is so cool i am so excited to discover this music it's right. just um because also the thing about me this is a huge thing for me specifically because I've been so convinced that my music taste stopped developing in 2012. In? Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So, like, that was the end of your personal music history. It just, like, the end of history. There's nothing new? Nothing new. Wow. I don't know why. Well, I guess, well, I just was very into, like, Panic at the Disco. Yeah, and, yeah, And, like, yeah, I yeah. listened to Washed Out constantly. Yeah. And, like, Beach Well, I did, I guess, Beach House. I did go to their show okay. this was last year. Um, but generally... That's so interesting. And I don't know why. Huh. But so this is, like, truly new for me to, like, be listening to, to new music. That's wild. And I'm that's, beating that's cool. it into the absolute ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, there's, there's a song um, that Cause and Effect does with J. Cole. For me, it's all hip-hop and then some mm-hmm. other stuff. But this song is, like, I have to hear it, like, multiple times a day. It's just like, yeah. So I will probably listen to it until I can't stand it anymore. Yes. Um, all right, so we got Jupiter by the, by the Marias. We have Super Clean, and we have Cime Boy with Cuckoo and the Marias. Um, right. okay, we might need a... Y'all don't know, she, she's she's panicking right now. Like, she, <laughs> you can tell she's locked in. I, I have so much anxiety, I can't even read. Yeah, oh, man. Well, we don't want this to be anxiety-inducing. Um, okay, Endlessly by Kelly Uchi. All right. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. What is that, four? That's four, so Endlessly, Kelly Uchi's. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
my daughter is super into, <laughs> this is really funny, my daughter went to a Caliucci's concert when she was in eighth grade, and um, and my, my spouse was so, like, nervous about having her go to a concert, um, and she went with a friend, but, you know, they're in eighth grade, they're, like, 13, 14, mm-hmm. and so uh, my spouse went with her, <laughs> and it was great, uh, just a really funny story. All right, so cool. <laughs> All right, so we got four. Okay, and then the last one is going to be another Maria song, of course. Yes. But Dejate Llevar. Dejate Llevar. Mm-hmm. Let's see if that... There it is. Tell me about this song. I mean, it's just the same. Like, nothing is very, like, upbeat, but it's just, like, very fun. Yep. And it's just, like, music that just kind of, like, I think helps... Yeah. ...my mind go at a rhythmic pace instead mm. of just having all my ideas constantly circling. That's cool. Because I do, I try to listen to upbeat music and be cool and like, <laughs> you know, I try so hard, but I just, I, I, I can't. Feel, but I feel like upbeat music is sometimes not that cool. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes upbeat music makes you seem a little naive in that. Like, like you know what I mean? And yeah. so I think that, no, that's good. But sometimes I need upbeat music. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to make an edit, not change anything because I, because I want to get into these things. Um, I feel like I need to put a Selena song on there for you. Um, so I am thinking, um, I'm thinking Baila Esta Cumbia. Yes. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a very loud uh, song, so I'm going to yeah. add that onto your That's playlist. perfect. Selena yeah. loves it. Yeah. Well, human Selena and my dog And, and dog Selena. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we kind of wrap up, how can folks become involved or connected to the Trailtinos and you know, this way that our comunidad is really seeking uh, wellness, and it sounds like it's not just physical wellness, it's mental health, it's building community and getting together. How can folks get involved? So our Instagram is very inconsistent, so follow there, but don't expect much. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, there's a story. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, poor Victor again. He does it. I, I get too nervous and just uh, black out. Well, you're of a generation that's, like, like hyper aware of how people may mm-hmm. pass judgments on your social media. Gen Xers, we just assume that nobody's looking at us or caring about us. So we're kind of like, I'll just put it up there. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what I'm going through. <laughs> we all care. We're all super invested. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, all right, so but, you find you on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram for everything inconsistent, except okay. for our second Tuesday <laughs> run. For the occasional. Yes, um, you'll see the occasional posts. Okay. Um, but then on Facebook, um, our group is just Cultural Latinos. Yep. And join that. And then in there, I also have our WhatsApp group, too, yep. to join. That will blow up your phone, and it will be great, and yep. you'll appreciate no, it. No, it's and- so amazing. I realized that WhatsApp accidentally downloads like pictures to my phone. Like if I look at somebody's oh, yeah. like post, like there was, uh, I remember who it was that, that was showing his medal, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how did this get in my library? <laughs> it's in your settings on there. Is it? So yeah. I need to change my settings. You have to go into the group and go. So what happens when there. young people explain things to old people? It's like, <laughs> no, that's you can do something about that. It's not necessarily. <laughs> so yeah, no, and I will tell you in true like rasa form, like the WhatsApp is popping. Like that's good. You always have something to do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sometimes I, I can't keep up. Sometimes I'm like, oh man. So when do I enter this conversation? Because I <laughs> to the game. Laura Cortez, thank you for coming on the Chicano Logs. I really appreciate you sharing this story. Um, I will get out there for a run. You are welcome to remove me from all the groups if this never happens. Um, but just thank you for what you're doing, even if it's laid back and chill, uh, to bring people together and promote.